Section thirty seven of the Golden Gems of Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Golden Gems of Life by Emery Adams Allen and S.C. Ferguson. Section 37. Self-Control Self-control is the highest form of courage. It is the base of all the virtues. It is one of the most important, but one of the most difficult things for a powerful mind, to be its own master. If he reigns within himself and rules passions, desires, and fears, he is more than a king. Too often self-control is made to mean only the control of angry passions, but that is simply one form of self-control. In another, a higher and more complete sense, it means the control over all the passions, appetites, and impulses. True wisdom ever seeks to restrain one from blindly following his own impulses and appetites even those who are moral and intellectual, as well as those which are animal and sensual. In the supremacy of self-control consists one of the perfections of the ideal man, not to be impulsive, not to be spurred hither and thither by each desire that in turn comes uppermost, but to be self-restrained, self-balanced, governed by the joint decision of the feelings in council assembled before whom every action shall have been fully debated and calmly determined this is true strength and wisdom mankind are endowed by the creator with qualities which raise them infinitely higher in the scale of importance than any other members of the animal world they are given reason as a guide to follow rather than instinct. But if men give the reins to their impulses and passions, from that moment they surrender this high prerogative. They are carried along the current of their life and become the slaves of the strongest desires for the time being. To be morally free, to be more than an animal, man must be able to resist instinctive impulses this can only be done by the exercise of self-control thus it is this power that constitutes the real distinction between a physical and a moral life and that forms the primary basis of individual character nine-tenths of the vicious desires that degrade society and the crimes that disgrace it would shrink into insignificance before the advance of valiant self-discipline, self-respect, and self-control. It is necessary to one's personal happiness to exercise control over his words as well as his acts, for there are words that strike even harder than blows, and men may speak daggers even though they use none character exhibits itself in control of speech as much as in anything else 
the wise and forbearant men will restrain his desire to say a smart or severe thing at the expense of another's feelings while the fool speaks out what he thinks and will sacrifice his friend rather than his joke there are men who are headlong in their language as in their actions because of the want of forbearance and self-restraining patience government is at the bottom of all progress the state or nation that has the best government progresses most so the individual who governs best himself makes the most rapid progress the native energies of the human soul presses it to activity controlled they bear it forward in right paths uncontrolled they urge it on to probable destruction no man is free who has not the command over himself but allows his appetites or his temper to control him and to triumph over these is of all conquests the most glorious he who is enslaved to his passions is worse governed than athens was by her thirty tyrants he who indulges his sense in any excess renders himself obnoxious to his own reason and to gratify the brute in him displeases the man and sets his two natures at variance we ought not to sacrifice the sentiments of the soul to gratify the appetites of the body passions are excellent servants and when properly trained and disciplined are capable of being applied to noble purposes but when allowed to become masters they are dangerous in the extreme to resist strong impulses to subdue powerful passions to silence the voice of vehement desire is a strong and noble virtue and the virtue rises in height beauty and grandeur in proportion to the strength of the impulses subdued true virtue is not always visible to the gaze of the world it is often still and calm composure is often the highest result of power and there are seasons when to be still demands immeasurably higher strength than to act think you it demands no power to calm the stormy elements of passions to throw off the load of dejection to repass every repining though when the dearest hopes are withered and to turn the wounded spirit from dangerous reveries and wasting grief to the quiet discharge of ordinary duties is there no power put forth when a man stripped of his property of the fruits of a life's labor quells discontent and gloomy forebodings and serenely and patiently returns to the task which providence assigns we doubt not that the all-seeing eye of god sometimes discerns the sublimest human energy under a form of countenance which by their composure and tranquillity indicate to the human spectator only passive virtues individuals who have attained such power are among the great ones of earth strength of character consists in two things 
power of will and power of self-restraint it requires two things therefore for its existence strong feelings and strong command over them oft times we mistake strong feelings for strong character he is not a strong man who bears all before him at whose frown domestics tremble and the children of the household quake on the contrary he is a weak man it is his passions that are strong he mastered by them is weak you must measure the strength of a man by the power of the feelings he subdues not by the power of those that subdue him did we ever see a man receive a flagrant injury and then reply calmly that is a man spiritually strong or did we ever see a man in anguish stand as if carved out of solid rock mastering himself or one bearing a hopeless daily trial remain silent and never tell the world what cankered his peace that is strength he who with strong passions remains chaste he who keenly sensitive with many powers of indignation in him can be provoked and yet restrain himself and forgive these are strong men the spiritual heroes a strong temper is not necessarily a bad temper but the stronger the temper the greater is the need of self-discipline and self-control strong temper may only mean a strong and excitable will uncontrolled it displays itself in fitful outbreaks of passion but controlled and held in subjection like steam pent up within the mechanism of a steam engine it becomes the source of energetic power and usefulness some of the greatest characters in history have been men of strong tempers but with equal strength of determination to hold their motive power under strict regulation and control he is usually a moral weakling who has no strong desires or strong temper to overcome but he who with these fails to subdue them is speedily ruined by them man is born for domination but he must enter it by conquest and continue to battle for every inch of ground added to his sway his infant exertions are put forth to establish the authority of his will over his physical powers his after efforts are for the subjection of the will to the judgment there are times which come to all of us when our will is not completely fashioned to our hands and the restless passions of the mind hold us in sway seasons when all of us do and say things which are unbecoming unseemly and which lower and debase us in the opinion of others and also of ourselves self-control however is a virtue which will become ours if we cultivate it properly if we strive right manfully for its possession fight a bitter warfare against irritability nervousness jealousy and all unkindness of heart and soul 
but it must be cultivated properly one exercise of it will not win us the victory we must by constant repetition of efforts obtain at last the victory which will bring us repose which will enable us to say to the raging waves of passion thus far canst thou come and no farther we must be faithful to ourselves faithful in our watch and ward over tongue eye and hand it is only by so doing that man comes to the full development of its powers it is alike the duty and the birthright of man moderation in all things and regulating the actions only by the judgment are the most eminent parts of wisdom he that ruleth his own spirit is greater than he that taketh a city End of section 37. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.